Hello, my name's Ian Forth and welcome to Sombrero Fallout, where we listen to alternative music through the filter of intriguing themes. Hello, how's everyone's 2022 going? Mine's going fine, actually. Uh, so apologies if yours isn't. We'll, we'll get on to how the, how the year's shaping up as we go through the programme. But I thought for the first episode of 2022, we would celebrate one of my uh, preferred artists from the early years of the 80s, the Associates, uh, because it's 25 years ago since Billy McKenzie the band's lead singer exited stage left as it were and what a very fine legacy he left behind particularly on the first three albums that he recorded with Alan Rankin when they were known as the associates at that time and we'll be hearing from him and them and some of the bands that directly or indirectly they influenced including Heaven 17, The Divine Comedy, The Sundays, Wolf Parade, Arcade Fire and The Sugar Cubes on this our debut program for the year if you're listening in the future that year is and was 2022 so let's kick off with an associates track we're going to do some pairing as we sometimes do on these programs and hopefully you'll see a link between uh, the associates track and uh, the bands that was influenced uh, ultimately by it so let's start here everyone happy let's go
It's really surprised me. He put me in a bathtub, made me squeaky clean. That was Deus by The Sugar Cubes, featuring the vocals of Bjork from their 1988 album Life's Too Good. And that was uh, paired onto a track from The Associates' first album, from released in August 1980, which was called The Affectionate Punch. And just a little bit of background on The Associates for you, for those who are unfamiliar, many will be a Scottish post-punk and pop band in in essence, I guess, although they turned into something altogether more theatrical and glamorous than that uh, by the time of their third album. They were formed in Dundee in 1979 by guitarist Alan Rankin, who subsequently went on to uh, work with the embryonic Bell and Sebastian, um, overseeing their first album, Tiger Milk in the later 90s and singer Billy McKenzie uh, they first came to notice when they released an unauthorised cover although I don't really see how you can do that you can just cover anything you want can't you if you pay your dues of David Bowie's Boys Keep Swinging just a few months after the original was released which got them some attention but it was the string of three classic albums The Affectionate Punch in 1980 the singles collection, they released six in 1981, called Fourth Draw Down, and their Melody Makers album of the year in 1982 called Sulk. They're all quite different. Uh, the first one is a bit more guitar-driven uh, post-punk, and it actually happens to be my favourite, I would say. The second Fourth Draw Down is, as I say, a collection, an assemblage of uh, singles and some B-sides. And each of the singles also sounds quite different one from the other. 
And then quite different again was their 1982 album Sulk, at which they threw the kitchen sink of production. All sorts of strange, weird and uncanny, and let's be clear, drug and amphetamine fueled elements appeared on that album, which yielded a couple of singles, um, Club Country and Party Fears 2, which, if everyone behaves themselves, we'll be hearing before the end of the programme. Uh, it couldn't last. Ultimately, Billy McKenzie refused to play the, um, the pop game. And Alan Rankin said, well, if you're not going to tour the States, let's call it a day. And Billy McKenzie carried on with his, under the associate's name for another three albums. But I think we can all agree, not as good, not remotely as good, in fact. They briefly reunited in, reunited in 1993. And then the reason we're doing this in early 1997, 25 years ago, um, Billy McKenzie uh, committed suicide, sad to say. Uh, we heard from the Sugar Cubes there because Bjork uh, was, according to her, entrusted with some songs to finish, I think, or by uh, Billy McKenzie's uh, family, but she said that she just couldn't do it after the death of uh, McKenzie. And she was always, always been very clear of her um, affection and the importance of his songwriting and vocal stylings on her own style, as I think you could hear there with those tracks. Okay, let's have another pairing.
From their 1990 album, Reading, Writing and Arithmetic, The Sundays. And they, one of the reasons, <laughs> I guess they came to mind, I've got no definitive uh, proof that they were directly influenced by the Associates, although I most definitely see a link, for example, between those two tracks, is that uh, both Harriet and David from The Sundays disappeared at almost exactly the same time. We haven't heard at all from them for the last 25 years that's uh that's something else they have in common but i would say that uh, that track which was called my finest hour and amused as always again from their 1980 debut album by the associates the affectionate punch uh at the very least are cousins and i would say kind of um slightly distant br uh, brother and sister if you will now, m very important news. For the first time in a very long time last night, my trivia team, which meets sporadically and indefinitely and in no particular order, just when one of us decides it's time, won last night. It was a very exciting and unexpected win. And hats off to Sarah's new partner, Nick, uh, who, when there were four points up to grab right at the end, correctly diagnosed the sequence of who am I questions very early on uh, as the as David Jones being the answer simply through the Welsh connection connection well done to Nick well done to our trivia team let this be the year of monthly trivia we get back on the trivia horse and yeah get everything back to normal it was lovely to see everyone specifically last night Sarah and Jules and Willie D and uh, we all wore white apart from Sarah who is in a nice blue dress uh, just to give you some, f uh, you know, update on what we were wearing last night. A lot of you write in and ask what were we wearing 
to our trivia evenings and that fills you in and to Josh as well who couldn't be there but I've been corresponding musically with uh, over the last week so um, well done us and congratulations to all the other teams who took part at Burnley Brewing in Burnley, Melbourne uh, last night and congratulations to the Quizmaster who we all thought did an excellent job two more tracks
It's actually quite hard to define the associates musical style because they went through so many different transformations as did other groups at that time it's a time of fierce experimentation uh, but the fourth straw down album from 1981 yielded many various interesting intriguing singles of which one was q quarters which you heard there first uh, memories of old vienna perhaps the 
third man movie. Oscar, what not Oscar Wilde, what's his name? Orson Welles, moving around in the shadows, old Vienna, mm-hmm, that kind of thing. Uh, it's uh, quite a sinister song. There's also an air of lush romanticism to proceedings there as well, which perhaps was the element that one can hear all those years later in the 2004, was it, album by Arcade Fire, their debut funeral, from which came that track, Crown of Love, and the soaring vocals and the interplay of emotions, uh, a connection as well. Quickly as I can, I am going to thank everybody who's been corresponding over the last uh, two or three weeks on Friends of Sombrero Fallout. Thank you also to Terry Edwards, who guest hosted, and there's been some very favorable comments the previous episode, and playing some tracks we don't always hear on Sombrero Fallout. As I said, I think at the time, all the more welcome to it. All the more welcome for it. Get the preposition right, Ian. And uh, people who have been corresponding, I just want to give a little shout out to now. Uh, David Murray Milne, Doug Evans, Sean Nestor's Tracy, Paul Howarth, Paul Seedler, Terry Edwards, but also Terry with an I, because we've now got Terry, uh, two Terry Edwards. David Hughes, Ian Moore, Stephen Amplett, Pinko Fowler, Dave O'Neill, and brother Mark O'Neill. Tim Dennis Jones, who wrote a lovely and lengthy epistle while he was. Uh, uh, sheltering indoors from 43 degree temperatures in Perth and made some excellent suggestions of future tracks and episodes. We thank you very much for that, Tim. Uh, Luke Finley, Lewis Lyons, Joanne Francis, Eric Gagnon-Poulin, who's been posting some suggestions for books and music. Neve Wynne, Graham Miles, Jerry Frizzell, Michael Musselmans. Good to hear from him again. Ian Brand, Guy Haslam, Michael Weiss, or Weiss, not sure which. Jerry McKiernan, Paul Hooper, Richie Hetherington, Helen Cooper. Now school librarian in the very in the school that I went to all those years ago. Mick Street, Miranda Mack, Piers van Schlonghorn, and Michael Mulcahy, who came up in conversation during our trivia evening uh, this very last evening. If that's the correct way of putting it. Now we plunge into another two tracks. Yeah. 
of continuity if you choose to hear it and I so do between Your Dreaming by Wolf Parade from their 2017 album Cry 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 all the way back to 37 years previously uh, and the affectionate punch the title and opening track from that eponymous uh, album from 1980 and again uh taking another cut from the first side of the affectionate punch uh, but th- and this time you probably say well musically the connection is less strong although the artist in question uh, did cover the associates party fears too and i think has spoken about his affection and influence uh, by the associates but on this occasion i think the two tracks are less musically connected and i think there is a lyrical uh, connection in terms of the aspirations we have for parents and children and a certain class signifiers as well uh, which uh, occurred to me while I was listening to these two tracks see if you conquer
Nice, and I think that's the first time we've had Neil Hannon's outfit, the Divine Comedy, on the show. Um, doesn't always fit every vibe, but I felt it was just appropriate for an Associates episode. That was A Lady of a Certain Age from Victory for the Comic Muse from 2006. And before that, you heard Paper House by the Associates from The Affectionate Punch from 1980. And slightly lopsidedly we haven't heard from Sulk which many people regard as the classic uh, Associates album I think it's rather like anchoring or rather like a small duckling I got the affectionate punch from the Herbert Art Gallery Lending Library sometime in late 1980 I think it was and uh very often it's the first track or album from a band that becomes your thing that's why we've heard perhaps a disproportionate number of tracks from it but Sulk was uh, a towering classic that seemed to portend an amazing future for the band only for it all to fall apart through Billy McKenzie's tragic fatal flaws if you like the things which propelled him to become such a, a brilliant artist were perhaps ultimately his own undoing as well there's uh, articles you can read about the associates it's an interesting story that there's even a book um, a, uh, a biography of the man I haven't got it to hand here but it's you'll easily be able to find it out uh, and there's a book by Ian Rankin called Even Dogs in the Wild which refers to a track on that first album uh, the leading Scottish crime novelist and in which the song plays a prominent part there's also a shortish documentary about uh, 24 minutes long from three or so years after uh, Billy's death which features a lot of the main players from that time such as uh, Martin Fry of ABC, Mark Armand of Soft Cell, Paul Haig and of Joseph Kay, uh, Andy Rankin himself, Billy's sister and his father as well it's uh it's got all the main players it's it's quite interesting so let's let's finish up i want susie sue's on it as well so let's finish up with a track from silk there one big number 10 smash and as someone on that documentary says there's never been another track like this before it and there's not been one after it either it is unique
party fears too by the associates concluding this episode uh, dedicated to Billy McKenzie who died 25 years ago and whose career with the associates with his partner Alan, um, Alan Rankin began I guess over 40 years ago way back in 1979 have a listen to those first three albums to The Affectionate Punch to Fourth Drawdown and to Sulk they are unique in the history of music if you're interested there's the three albums that came thereafter without ranking are, are of interest to some people as well they don't quite float my boat in the same way they're more um more like torch singing if you like and some people i know like that style of music so give those a, a whirl as well all right that's it for now um that was episode 98 we're only one episode away one sleep away well that's not true many sleeps away from our 100th episode all sorts of things are going to be happening then all sorts of things of high excitement um can't wait for that can't wait to be with you again in a couple of weeks time and uh look after yourself till then bye for now Should believe